All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome into another episode of your favorite podcast, One to Review. As always, I'm your friend Luke, the Strip Club DJ, alongside my buddy in LA. This is Alex. Yo, how's it going? And forget about it. Over on the East Coast, we got Brooklyn represented. This is Brandon. Hey, look out. It's Brandy. We're on episode 21. Uh, I'm back after a short stint in the hospital after some pretty severe smoke inhalation from last week's episode. Insane celebration involving some indoor pyrotechnics gone wrong. And honestly, I can't believe you guys kept the party going all night without me. Uh, You could have at least had a weekend at Bernie's moment with me and uh, carted me around the party a little bit. But I guess the, the lung damage was so bad they needed to keep me overnight. Anyway, by now I'm sure you guys know how it goes with the podcast. Every single Monday we rate and review movies in a very simple way. One point if we did not like the movie. Two points if we did. We rate until we get to 20 points and then we call it a day. Hey! Did you know that you can submit a movie for us to review? Well, you can. And this week, that's all we're reviewing is user-submitted movies. So buckle up for episode 21. We're going to be reviewing your movies that you, the user, submitted for us to review on this very special episode. Kick the intro. One, two, Hey. Nope. All right, cool. So our first movie this week, ladies and gentlemen, the first movie that we saw, uh, which was suggested to us by one of our listeners, Michael Higgins. This film is called Bound to Zip Tie Canyon. It is a 2006 film directed by Hector Stewart. Uh, I'll read the tagline here. A team of excursionists band together to make it through the Grand Canyon, but one thing is missing, all of their gear. Um, So what happens in this film is they accidentally left all of their gear at the hotel room. All they've got is a pack of zip ties to get them across Devil's Ridge. It is a harrowing experience. It's exciting. There's some moments of comedy. It's kind of got a little of everything in here. Do you guys have any uh, first thoughts about Bound 2, Zip Tie Canyon? Yeah, absolutely. Um, A genius plot device. Because what's more relatable than the zip tie? It's ubiquitous. Tradespeople, experts... People in science industries, crafts, people in music, hobbies. it's crafts. Everybody has had the clutch moment where the zip tie has really, uh, uh, pardon the pun, bridged the gap in a crucial moment in their life. Or kept things and together so I, when things were good and out of hand, you know. It's a, it's a metaphor. This whole movie is brilliant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, that just the plot device alone had me had me roped in so to speak down too i thought was thrilling beautiful cinematography the the environment that they were all in was incredible the grand canyon i've never been but seeing this in 4k and is brilliant the fact that the zip ties is all that they have and it really keeps them together and saves the day at the end is simple elegant but beautiful you know i think some of my favorite yeah. moments were the the downtime you know while they're building one of the larger bridge segments where they're just sitting down eating a peanut butter sandwich, you know, talking about the future and their past. And, uh, yeah, just putting together zip ties. Yeah. And I learned a lot of different things, a lot of different hacks for zip ties, you know, uh, building a magnifying glass out of zip ties and, a and soap and creating a little bubble in there to melt other zip ties. I did not know that you could start a fire with just two zip ties. Yeah, I didn't either. That's a pretty incredible. I've been out trying to trying to start fires all day. I, I was skeptical about this film, uh, skeptical about this film. And as I was watching it, I was I was not bored ever. 
And I really felt the whole time like I should be. Uh, like you said, for me, one of the more climactic moments is the peanut butter and uh, sandwich conversation. And that's uh, kind of dull yeah. in a sense, but somehow captivating. And I think there's something about, I wouldn't call them life hacks, but zip tie uh, techniques. There's a lot of stuff in there, a lot of tricks and, and, and things that I kind of learned from this film. Yeah, you you're know, constantly that learning. Or not. It's thrilling. It's entertaining. It's It's kind of great. It's like the great BuzzFeed article, the movie. Well, I had a chance to rewatch the the whole movie, and I really focused on the sandwich scene. And what really is exciting about that scene is the audio. They did mm-hmm. some really kind of ASMR audio work with the clicking zip ties. That if you've got that movie running through a pair of headphones, mm-hmm. man, it'll send chills up and down your spine every time they run that zip tie. It's like you can hear every little click of the plastic tooth. Well, not only that, but it felt like a whole, really, because I did the same thing. And that scene really is this symphony of things because you're getting that sandwich noise, too. You get the crumble of the bread falling apart. You can hear the hands wiping crumbs on jeans and the whole thing. I, th- I think the whole thing really did have an a- ASMR kind of feel to it. If, if our listeners aren't familiar, do, do either you have a better explanation of what that is? It's sort of a tingling sensation when your body, it's just, a, I don't know how to describe it. It's a tingling sensation where your whole body gets the goosebumps. Yeah. And the film, the director, the filmmaker described in his, in his voiceover in the in the extras that that day there wasn't a single breath of wind it was perfectly still day so it was just the right sort of magic to create that soundscape mm-hmm. of crunchy zip ties mushy crumble bread and and um and just the dead air yeah the huge yeah. open expanse of dead air underneath them really acting as a delicate pillow for all these beautiful it, microscopic sounds to just really come across it sounded yeah. sounded dry the whole film sounded dry in a really rich way. Yeah. It's really strange to describe that, but yeah, that's exactly how it sounded. Well, I'm, I'm ready to review Bound 2 Zip Tie Canyon if you guys are. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. For sure. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely going to give this thing uh, a two. If anything, for I, I think the soundscape, and I'm not sure if, if that's uh, Stuart's intention as a director to focus on sound, soundscape so much, but he has a skill for it. So I, I endorse him. I'm looking forward to hearing more of his work and seeing more of his films. So I give uh, Bound to Zip Tie Canyon a two. Sometimes in filmmaking, it's just a perfect blend of all the elements. And like we've discussed, the sound, parts of that just sort of fell in his lap. You know, the unifying concept of the zip tie, the metaphor behind it, everything sort of just fell into place with this in an unforced way it just it just everyone kind of threw in what they had in the pot and it came out perfect little movie stew for me so i give it two points yeah the sound design the cinematography everything i learned i'm going to be putting these things to use all the time i'm going to go pick up a pack of zip ties on the way home um yeah two points for me nice get the get the trademarked ones get the movie branded ones yeah what's different about them they're softer. Soft. They're a little. They're a little gentler and flexier. I'd say they're more of an entry level zip. That's smart, though. You know, get get them hooked on the entry level, and then bring them into the more sophisticated zip tie later on. Yeah. Well, this week, guys, we have to put up our points on the board. 
big boy board is long gone, but this week we're going to give our do a little selfish thing, give our own social networking, our Instagram a boost by following a random person or at least someone we consider sort of random for the podcast, following one random person per point. So we got to follow six people. Who do we got? Brandon is our social media coordinator. Brandon, who we got oh, yeah. for, Hi, uh, for six? So looking here at the Instagram, yeah, being the social media manager is a lot of work. I haven't had a lot of time to be friending new people. So quite frankly, this is going to be time well spent. As you know, every week we use a different method to keep score. So I thought this would, you know, kill two birds with one stone here. And we'll get some new users. So, okay, first name we got Clint Pulver. Clint Pulver. Um, action movie maker. Great. Okay. This is going to be essential. Maybe we could talk about, you know, getting some key figures, important people, some gatekeepers in this podcasting so we can kind of break through to the next level. Um, Bill Gates. Let's get him up here. Bill Gates. Bill Gates. This is Bill Gates. Official. NPR. I think that'd be a strategic partnership right there. Who knows? Good. Right? You guys listen to NPR? Mm -hmm. Yeah, sure do. I love NPR. I live in California. We can't. I hope they give me a job. Great. Let's also get Tim Burton. He's important, right? Burton. Still, I think. Definitely. Elvis Presley. I know he might not have a lot to do, but this is a the official one just popped up here as a suggested Hail to the key, baby. user. So let's get that guy. I never do any one more. Nothing wrong with paying homage. Yeah, paying homage, who knows, you know? Every user counts. And um you know who I like? I haven't seen a lot of Julia Roberts. Let's get her. Maybe she'll listen. Get her. You never know. Julia Roberts. Julia, give us a listen. Julia babe. Roberts official. Great. Thanks. That's six points. Six points. All right, six points. Let's kick a sponsor. Sleep Drone is a product that saves you time by giving you micro naps during the workday. It's a microbot that painlessly attaches itself to the base of your neck. Sleep Drone accesses the nurturance center of your brain and has the ability to simply zonk you in and out of sleep, deep euphoric naps. Sleep Drone naps are designed to maximize your efficiency. For example, Sleep Drone will zonk you out during your elevator ride to your office and bonk you awake when you arrive. These seconds add up to minutes and save you hours of time. Sleep less at night. Sleep Drone today. I just took a nap. Man, efficiency sure is key when doing life well, I must say. Amen. Amen. I just had a Soylent for dinner. Um, I need to get through my sleep and eating so I can sit and stare for longer periods of time uninterrupted. uh, Both good points. Yeah. Hey, guys, let's review another movie. This is another user-submitted flick. This uh, film was suggested to be reviewed to us by Josh. What is his last name? Reinhardt? Emmy nominee Josh Reinhardt. We're really uh, blessed to have this movie submitted to us. Uh, to me, he's just Josh because he is our neighbor. Yeah, he's our Little pal. known fact, Josh actually helped us out with the intro music to this song when we were coming up with ideas. So big shout outs and thank yous. And Josh, he, he also helped us record the abacus when we were yeah, dealing a wonderful with that guy. whole thing. And also a film buff. 
and he likes to watch movies, and he likes to watch eclectic films like us. And uh, he found this sleeper hit that I had never heard of. This is a 2014 film. Uh, again, I don't know how it snuck under the radar because it's directed by uh, Denise Villanueva, the guy that did uh, Sicario, and uh, just recently did what the new Blade Runner, I believe. Yeah, so uh, I'm sure this film's going to get a lot more traction as soon as uh, people start finding more uh, out about it. Uh, this is a film called Syringe Man. This is a superhero movie, I suppose. Would you guys agree? It's, you know, it doesn't have as many capes and superpowers, but I'd say this is a superhero. Definitely a superhero arc kind of story. Yeah, absolutely. Very comic booky in a certain sense, I would say. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of times we get the synopsis for a movie. It's very short and clean. And this one sort of had a little more. Yeah, the press the press know. packet for this movie was huge. It was double space, double spaced on like three or four pieces of yeah. paper. The tagline, tome like press packet, insane. Yeah, uh, Brandon, I don't know if you want to give them a snippet of the synopsis. I don't know who they had writing this, honestly. Uh, yeah, do you want me to start at the beginning or should I start at page three? Yeah, just sure. Start at the beginning. You can feel free to jump. Yeah. Jeez. Uh, okay. A young boy unknowingly gets taken to evil Dr. Fillmore to get shots. The doctor pulls out two huge glowing shots from a hidden compartment in the office. The doctor manages to inject the boy with the first shot, which gives the boy super abilities. As the doctor leans in for the second shot, the boy punches the doctor in the throat and grabs the shot. Keep going. The kid throws the shot into the evil doctor's eye, and his skin turns transparent and blue, and his eyes turn black, and then he runs out of the doctor's office, and he goes into hiding for many years. So yeah, so for me, the synopsis of this film was more of a kind of a shot-by-shot explanation. So that's just the first paragraph. This goes on and on. I mean, yeah. Yeah, just so our users know, that's just the tip of the iceberg. This synopsis is... And the crazy thing was, I did a little research, and they actually put this up on some limited-release movie posters in the movie. And you think, you know, you would want to showcase, like, the the syringe boy or... Um, Dr. Fillmore. No, it's a huge sort wall of, of action. text. The poster. It's just a wall of text. The poster is just a giant six-paragraph synopsis. It's creative. I mean, and, when uh, there's no spoilers in the movie, you know, why why go, though? Yeah. I, I sort of avoided the synopsis knowing that, hey, I'm getting the movie right now. Yeah, the synopsis um, has every twist, every character, has the actors that are playing the parts. Um you know, it's just really got everything in there. Yeah, even down to the I mean, robot yeah. mosquitoes at the very end. It's, it, I mean, it really is a blow-by-blow blow the entire film. Yeah, so don't read, you should not read, no matter what, whatever you think of this film, don't read the synopsis of this film. If you want to watch it, just watch the movie, but avoid any of the text about it uh, because it will tell you everything. So let's get into the movie itself. I felt it was a little a little campy. I mean, this is sort of a cornball idea of this superhero that runs around with specialty syringe guns and specialty shots that have different effects on people. Um, you know, some sometimes his shots do good, like just cure the common flu. Sometimes his shots do really strange things, like turn your big toe into a giant balloon, you know, incapacitating criminals and such. 
Yeah, it felt like there were some shades of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory kind of m- madness, kind of uh, ironic punishment, cartooniness to it. Yeah, yeah, stuff like that. It felt very cartoony. It felt like a Batman cartoon at bits and times. You know, he's a good guy. He's a good hero. The syringe man, basically. You know, he fights e- evil uh, pharmaceutical companies, basically. Yeah, which is so, ironic you know, because he's using he's using drugs to fight. Of course, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't understand how the process works. So, I mean, he's just fighting companies with their own products. So if he gets rid of the companies, then he won't be able to fight them anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm just a little worried about the social implications that this movie might have had. Sort of glad it flew under the radar so kids didn't really catch it. Don't want kids running around thinking that syringes are fun. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe we do. Maybe we do. I don't, I don't know. I don't do know we? any kid that's going to see that movie poster of just a giant wall of text and be like, Mom, take me to that movie. But kids are different nowadays yeah yeah, yeah. Anyway, the syringes made me uncomfortable I don't the like syringes that. made me uncomfortable too i don't really have such a i don't really have a particular problem with syringes it's just uh just the social implication of of putting this idea in the in people's hands i mean we already got future rapping about molly and percocet we don't need kids playing with injectable drugs as, as a well. thinking are gonna get superhero powers when they're actually just gonna get aids and what we're doing so good with AIDS, you know? I don't know about that, but I feel like we, we I feel like we've really gotten a foot I don't up know. on it compared to the eighties. It's not the eighties anymore. Can't it's speak to that. It's not the eighties anymore. Feels like we're getting off topic. Let's uh, let's review the syringe man flick, and then we can uh, move on with our lives. Hey, you guys got a review oh, ready yeah. for this thing? All right, Brandon. Well, for me. I thought it was kind of creative, honestly. I've seen a lot of superhero movies. I don't like any of the Marvel movies. For me, I think this is a little bit different. It reminded me a lot of The Mask, almost. Um, two points for me. I'm just going to say it. Two points. Um, marketing was cool. The movie was cool in itself. Underground kind of gym. Thanks, Josh. The marketing was uh, misguided. And the the plot was very convoluted. And I think it needed some trimming up. I will say that the visual effects were a lot of fun, but the overall message, it sends children. I don't want this in the hands of kids. So I got to give it a one to sort of keep this in the dark. Uh, yeah, uh, I thought this movie was okay. It was okay. I thought it was a little gross in the end when he boils the doctor's blood. Uh, the mosquitoes, the robot mosquitoes were distressing when they fly out of his mouth. There was a lot of things that made me uncomfortable. I don't like needles and sharp things, so I would just say if you have any uh, feelings like that, just stay away from this film. And, and I have to give it a one because of the content. So, uh, one for me. You know, I will attest to that. Alex really does not like sharp things. You make sure that all the kitchen knives are nice and dull. Butter knives, you can run your hand across it. It won't hurt you, so... Mm-hmm. And um, the forks are very dull in our house too. Not very pokey. Nope. Safety first. I agree with that. Okay, so that's four points, Brandon. Four you want to tell us our social media manager? You want to tell us what's going on with our Instagram? Who we're adding? Yeah, for we're these blowing four up already. Actually, we're getting some new friend requests. So this is great. So I'm already seeing results, guys. I'm glad to see you do okay, your job. Okay, so out here in Brooklyn. We like a few things. We like uh, basketball. Some people do. I don't. There's a team here called the Nets. We're going to follow the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Brooklyn Nets. Oh, I've heard yeah, about that. You know, it'd be cool to get in a stadium. It's always been a dream of mine. Well, do you think you would like to dunk? 
I don't think I could. I'd like to try. You think you could be With a, a dunker? trampoline? I could dunk. Keanu Reeves. I'm befriending Keanu Reeves right now, guys. He was suggested to us. I think that's key. Instagram algorithm really knows who's going to be essential. Keanu Reeves. Nice. You guys listen Keanu. to um, This American Life? It's like another podcast. Sure do. Every chance I get. I've never heard it, but uh, the host, Ira Glass, he's, he's going to be important to target him as like a key user once he hears this. <laughs> Ira Glass. Yeah, Ira Glass. We love We're some befriending Ira Glass, right now. definitely, yeah. Befriend that guy. Um, How many is that? That's three. Maybe one more. How about one this, more. guys? Fred Flintstone. Freddie Flintstone. I don't know how this works. Maybe someday technology, this could actually reach him. I don't think this is like a fan. I think this is the official Fred Flintstone account. So let's cross oh, barriers. Wild. Let's cross time. So somebody's like doing the Fred Flintstone character as an Instagram or it's private. So I'm going to, we're going to send a request. So I'm curious to see what it is. Is this some sort of interdimensional Fred it Flintstone? It's verified. So it's gotta be him. Nice. All right, let's kick an ad. Ship Fort Nevada's Dig Your Own Diamond Mine. Journey deep underground to the only North American diamond mine. It's only $200 an hour. We provide you with lamps and shovels. You just have to provide the good luck. Nevada. Tourism. That's Ship Fort. Uh, that's quite an adventure, I hear. And some people actually leave that mine with thousands of dollars Raw of diamonds. diamonds. So for two hundred bucks for two hundred bucks an hour, you can't really. I mean, it sounds pricey, right? But they do provide the lamps and uh, the shovels, and they're very casual about it too. Ah, you know what? Just take another five minutes. Spend another five minutes in the mine. My brother logged out his engagement diamond there. No shit. Are you serious? That's special. How much did he spend on mining? Like six hundred bucks. I think he was there for just a few hours. That's incredible. That's, that's great. great. That's special too. What a story. I wonder how long that's gonna last. <clears throat> did he tell your sister? Yeah, they're married. He's my brother-in-law. Yeah, but I'm saying, did he tell her where he, he got it? Yeah, from, of course. Or was it's he a, like it's a family story? We hear it all the time. It's great. Oh, okay. I was gonna say, like, if he got it, if he got it polished and cut at a jeweler, and then and then said, "Hey, babe, this is a ten thousand dollar diamond," when he dug it up for six hundred. Still a cool story. I guess Different that would be story. a shitty thing to do. <laughs> Unnecessary story, yeah. I don't know. Dis- deception can be fun. No, but she she was born in Shipfort, right? That's why it has significance. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my whole family's from Shipfort. We had a big family presence there. Uh, just another unnecessary story to add on. <laughs> but they met in Shipfort, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, they met there for the uh, reunion. So in a way, your brother-in-law found two diamonds in Shipfort. Sure. Two gems. Precious gems. Yeah. One's a person. All right, so let's do a movie review. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the time has come. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Yeah. Okay, so here's the thing. My father recently retired. I love him to death. Now he has a lot of time on his hand. He's experimenting with what to do with that newfound time. And he started making movies. So this week we're actually going to be reviewing a film that my father made um, out in New Mexico. It's a film called The Vow. It's got a couple unique, cool things. It's actually really short. It's kind of well edited. It's got some special effects. Now, we actually got the movie, so I sent it to Alex and Luke ahead of time. I haven't actually heard what they have thought of it. So what did you guys think of this movie? Hey, and it's my dad, but be honest, you know, it's okay. 
Yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I thought I didn't understand it. Uh, it starts with lightning. There's lightning in a house, and then I believe there was a witch. And that was almost it. And I'm I like sure that. I'm sure it was a warlock. I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I it's know the definitive witch. I, I mean, I did tell. share the uh, extras. We, there was an extra behind the scenes that my mom shot. The director. Oh, that's right. He does say the word he witch. He does say yeah. uh, he wants to be the witch, yeah. Seeing my father be so passionate about his direction and his uh, artistic voice is truly inspiring. He really knew what he wanted, and uh, he achieved it. So, Gosh, you know, there's two ways that anybody could go with this sort of situation. Um, in a lot of ways, giving this movie a one would... You're taking a risk as a powerful reviewer to quell the creative um, drive of somebody who's just sort of getting started in filmography and i see a lot of potential here i i I, there was a clear plot line there was a witch that gave the camera person or just whatever it was kind of like had this first person narrative so um the witch gives the person this potion or wine and then i think at the end spoiler alert the witch kills the person in the movie with a knife uh, that's about it yeah i think um, so and that's about it and it was it was coherent it was cohesive you know a lot of movies that we say we can't even say that for them a lot of movies are real stinkers and it's and it's like hours of convolution and confusion that we have to endure so i think as a debut adventure into filmography I give I actually give this a two. I think it could use a little more sound design, maybe some um, some more beats. I thought the music was creepy, and like I, we might have failed to mention, this came out during the Holly, ha- <clears throat> Halloween season, and it was meant for a light scare because he wanted to send a, shop this around the family, sort of spook the kids a little bit, but not too scary, you know. Yeah, and yeah. we see that in his DVD extra. Yeah, I mean, I think the only thing missing in this film was. Yeah, like you said, better sound design, better costuming, better this, better that, like stuff that that you eventually will get if you pursue filmmaking, that as a base piece of art, this thing had everything it needed and more power to that artist to go on and create more work and get the support to get that better lighting, to get that better set, you know, all that stuff. Because again, that stuff will come, but that's just the, that's unnecessary. The talent is there. That's the thing you can't, you can't fake. And that was present. So I give this thing a two. Yeah. Two points for me, honestly. Um, I told my dad I I don't know if I could give it two points ahead of time. He said, I'm going to send you a movie. I want you to review it. But uh, yeah, two points. Dad, I love you. This movie's great. Um, I really hope you keep it up. And uh, we'll talk maybe over the holidays. Uh, if I'm there, we'll start work on the vow too. And maybe I can help you with some of the sound design. So Maybe some sort of Christmas vow. I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to redirect um, the scrat of creative energy, but... Okay, I could see that. Some sort of Christmas vow. Maybe put the warlock in a Santa hat, paint his nails green and red. No, that's great. I will. um, I'll cue you. Yeah, I'll Skype you on Skype. Three, four a.m. in the morning, and yeah, executive producer stuff. If you want me to sort of pick and choose what what needs to go in there. Great, thanks, Luke. That's helpful. yeah, if anybody wants to see the film, let us know. We can put it up on the Instagram, at least the majority of the film anyways. Like we said, it is a short piece. So if we get enough requests, maybe we'll put it up there just to let us know. 
Yeah, and look forward to the future. Maybe if your dad and I think maybe we need to get your mom's permission because she was definitely a big part of the extras. If they want, maybe we can use this on our Patreon for donors so they can get that behind the scenes look at the making of this um, piece. That's of a great work. idea. Let's add that to the list. We are currently in the process of reinventing our Patreon, so we're going to turn that switch back on real soon. It's been a while, you know, after the Abacus debacle and uh, sending Mike back and forth. And I don't know. We just had to take a break. So we're going to give you some new rewards. We're going to get that up and running again. Yeah, it's a great idea for reward. Speaking of rewards, let's go ahead and reward our Instagram account with six more followers here. This is going to be great. Here's what I'm thinking, guys. Let's get into movies. Let's infiltrate the actual movies themselves rather than podcasters or reviewers. I'm thinking... Let's shoot for the top. Let's go for t- Mr. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, official verified. Okay, we got that. Who else we got here? Suggested fans. Let's go with um, hmm, Michelle Pfeiffer. Done deal. Michelle Let's follow her. Pfeiffer. That's two. Brilliant. This is just so easy. National Geographic. I mean, if we could get on the road, we can get some photographers following us around. That could be... Incredible. We're going to be following National Geographic as of now. National Geographic. You know, it's actually suggesting Pope Francis. That's great. Wow. Pope Verified Francis. Account. Easy. We now have Pope Francis and... Okay, two birds, one stone. Oprah and Beyonce right there. That's our six Oprah people. And, and Beyonce. Okay, guys. What do we do now, Alex? We kick it to a sponsorship. <laughs> Snapple drips, jack liquid cereal, apple, peach, mango, and date flavored drops to add to any milk product. One simple drop in your morning's milk or milk-like product will provide you with 100% of your sugary or sugar-like cereal intake per day. Our new clogged promise dispenser cap will provide years of dripping. It's your morning. Indulge. Snapple drip, jack's liquid cereal, a pitch poop product. Well, guys, good news. Best Millionaire Dating just started following us. We're on the right track, guys. One, two, review Instagram blowing up. With okay. that, let's kick our last movie. We're right. at like 16 points on the board. We're getting close. I've got things to do. I'll tell you about it. It's called The Returner. And actually, this movie was submitted by my brother. Hey, John, out in Portland. How you doing, family? Love you, John. Um, this one's called The Returner. It's a Ryan Gosling ve- vehicle, sort of a moody thriller, um, sort of love story with um, Ryan Gosling as the lead and his girlfriend has a shopping addiction. So Ryan Gosling's character has to go around behind her back to return all the crazy stuff she bought so they can pay rent. Uh, first impressions, anybody? Uh, this movie should have been should have been kind of 
I, I shouldn't have been as as captivated as as I was. It was action packed for something that had. There was no violence in it. I don't. I don't remember really. There wasn't much sexual tension or anything. Um, but but yet it was definitely an action packed thriller. And I'm trying to figure out how it pulled that off. And I'd say it was just a lot in the direction. Rygaz, uh, just directed. looking at that guy's face, the, his stare down is so ice cold that he turns any moment chilly. Sure, whether he's returning a pair of jeans at the J.C. Penney or whether he's like you know curb stomping someone in one of his other films, like he's he's got uh, this intensity in the moment that he was able to bring to something that had such low stakes, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, um, the Rygaz stare down is a facial stir- curb stomp. You get what I'm saying? Um, I think I think he's got a harder stare down than Jason Statham. To be honest, and his is legendary. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a big part of this movie, what carried this movie for me at least, was the bumping French electro soundtrack. Sort of a rip off from Drive, but mm-hmm. uh, helped a lot of those scenes along where he's just folding clothes angrily, putting them back in sax bags and mm-hmm. even Marcus bags, Gucci Prada, that kind of shit, trying to get that designer clothes back. And There's this climactic, he's got to get to the mall before they close, and just him going through traffic, again, remind me a little bit of Drive. There was some of that in there. Right, and the shirt flies out of the moonroof of the car, flips it around in a 360, drives back, and the shirt, like, slam dunks back into the car before it hits the ground and loses its value and returnability. Yeah, pretty Yeah, amazing. when the bottom line is returnability, you really need to take care of those products. Uh, can we get to the spoiler, though? Do you guys mind? Spoiler. So halfway through the film, it turns out he has an addiction to returning things and he starts returning things that they actually do need. I mean, once it started, she was buying, you know, exorbitant things that you may or may not need when they're pressed for cash. But, you know, about halfway through the film, he can't stop returning stuff. He's returning dish soap. He's returning toilet paper. He's returning milk. I mean, it gets insane. Yeah. And that's when they open the fridge and have that total breakdown. She can't find her shirts. She can't have a little breakfast. And they both like open up their psychological cans of worms with each other. Yeah. He freaks out, tries to return her to her mom. Doesn't work like that. Uh, you need a receipt. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, yeah for sure. It doesn't, it doesn't work like that. And I, and I think after all these years, that store is probably closed. <laughs> and that's, but that scene for sure, as, as funny as it, you know, is like, a guy trying to put a woman back in her like that's insane or whatever, right? But sad. the way the way so yeah, sad. the way Ryan Gosling pulls it off is this believable crippling addiction he has to this return. And I thought that was a really cool twist that the whole time she's kind of made to be the bad guy in the film and it turns out she's She's, she's actually just as flawed. Everybody's a bad yeah, guy, or you know that he's he's you know dare I say even worse off than you know her addiction was was bad, but he starts to do things that really hurt them. He returns all the food, you know. He returns the the electricity contract. They lose the power to their house, all that stuff. Like, you know, his stuff seems to affect them a little bit more. It doesn't even matter. The point is, it was a film about relationships and their relationship and how yeah. they. They hurt and then and then heal each other, and I thought that was amazing. They should just go to couples therapy, work it out. No big deal. Sure. It's Ryan Gosling. No big deal. Work it out. No big deal. Or just uh, die, I guess. I think he dies in That's a lot true. of his movies too, right? So he could just get in a wreck and die. Here's, you know, on a lighter note, 
I think Please. it would be great to have that character on your side because God knows I've tried returning some things in very legitimate circumstances and I'm just a huge pushover. I wouldn't say that I'm a weenie, <clears throat> but I, I would say that they're better at playing that game. I've got wiener. No, no, I don't have wiener tendencies, but I say, I mean, when you're going to return something, it, the game is stacked against you. And so I think it would it'd be helpful to have a tough ally like that. Right. Yeah. All right. I've got too much stuff. I can't return it. I'm, I do have weenie tendencies, I guess. Hey, you guys want to return the favor of the movie letting us watch it by reviewing it? I think we should. <laughs> all right. Uh, anyone want to start it out? Um, all in all, I did enjoy this movie. It was a ripoff of Drive. I don't know which came first. I don't even know. When did this come out? I'm not sure. I, I don't even know. But uh, it felt like a ripoff. Oh, 2015. It felt- 2015. Yeah, it felt, when Drive came out. it felt like a um, just another just stick Ryan Gosling in there and he'll do what he does. Um, like I said, the soundtrack definitely carried it. Give the soundtrack a two, but this isn't a rewatch for me, so I'm giving it a one actually. Oh, wow! Uh, I'm definitely giving the Returner a, a two. I love, like I said, the the way they were able to pull off this film with no violence no action per se they filled it with action i thought that was incredible and and i gotta say i'm surprised we haven't talked about him at all um michael washington denzel washington's uh tin's brother is in this film he does an amazing job as the bad guy he's a classically trained shakespearean actor he's been acting all his life and it's really cool to see him uh do some film work because i know this is uh, newer for him branching into film so uh, i give this film two points yeah yeah, absolutely. Two points for me as well. Um, I would say one point up until the twist in the middle, but uh, after the twist, it's secured that other point for itself. Absolutely. So two points in the end. Um, you my boy, Rygaz. Yeah, I agree with that. You're a boy, Rygaz. Follow us on Instagram, Rygaz, please. Okay. And uh, once, yeah, once again, thanks to my brother for submitting that. One, two reviewers, you can submit movies for us to review as well all you got to do is go on itunes give us a review it's different over there it's five stars give us five stars and suggest a movie for us to review we'll consider it and we'll do that for you like brandon said we're going to get our patreon up and running and we'll be able to take uh, more serious submissions maybe even user generated content for reviewing um, in the near future all right how many points does that give us five 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 points, Five great. Points. As your social, social media manager here, I'm going to be pulling up the Instagram one last time for the day. Let's pull up some new friends, some more important VIPs. Hey, Michael Washington, I know you just mentioned him. He was great in this film. Let's get him on board immediately. So let's befriend him. Michael Washington. Follow Mike. Oh, yeah, Michael Washington. Official. Great, that's him. Al Gore, I know we've all been talking about global warming. We've all been doing our best. Did you go to that rally, Alex? I sure did. I went to three rallies Great. this Al week. Gore, you're our new friend. Alfonso Gore. This one popped up. Party nerds suggested from... Okay, it looks fun. Let's take them on a tour somewhere. Party nerds, you're our new friend. Party nerds. Getting close here. Danny Glover. Do you guys like Danny Glover? Mm. Love this suggestion. Algorithm, Instagram. Danny Glover, you are our new Danny. friend. Lover. I don't know who this is, but Instagram, you say he's worthwhile. Joshua Murdoch, you are our new friend. Great. 
we're, we've gotten a lot of new friends actually so that's great <laughs> who is joshua murdoch who is joshua murdoch he's an actor from vancouver that was just popped yeah up just popped Instagram. up oh he's good looking we wish movers and shakers best. we need one we need one more right are we gonna follow the our roots a little bit we got some roots 505, 505 central, central. Yeah, area code 505 is sure. where we're from. 505 Central. You shouldn't add more than 20 or so friends. You know what? This so. Lou Diamond Phillips fan page popped up. Let's I get him on the board. Lou Diamond Phillips fan page. Okay. I might just follow a few other things while we're at it, but we're good. We're good as far as points go, for sure. Thank you for letting me do that. Time well spent, guys. Just expanding our network. Users are essential. That's so, that's so critical, man. And I'm, I'm glad you really know how to do this because me and Alex were just looking at our phones trying to figure out how to use Instagram and we couldn't even figure it out what to press. That's great. That's that's why I get paid the big so, bucks. I, I will ask, can you guys follow me? Oh, yeah, we should do that. Can one, two of you follow me? I mean, we've been at it for 21 weeks, you know. Maybe it's time you guys follow me and I can see what you're that's doing. Sure, I'd love to do that. You can see what I'm doing? Diamond Cutter. <laughs> Diamond Cutter Luke, that's Luke. You can follow him on Instagram. You can follow Alex at Scal Knight. And I am Party Provider on Instagram. 1-2 Review Instagram. Plug, plug, plug. It feels... Uh, it feels delightfully sleazy to do it. Everyone's, Everyone's doing, doing it. it. We're never going to do it again. That's the last time. Thank you for letting us do that. All right, join us next week as we review Douglas Munty, A Life of Bees, Scab Crow, Harsh Lies, The Devoiders, Jack of Cubs and the Mint of Life, and another from the Doe series, Turdoki, Doe Turkey. Bye, guys. That was great. Bye. I'm already in the other room. We're getting so much better at the podcast. Like...